You're listening to Real You. This podcast is dedicated to helping entrepreneurs elevate to the peak of their physical, financial, and spiritual health. If you want more money, better health, more passion in your life, you've come to the right place. Hosted by Jared Briggs, executive wealth coach and mentor to those looking to step up to their best selves. Real You is your invitation to become who you've always known you could be. Here's your host, Jared Briggs. It is Real You, where you get to step back from who you feel like you have to be and step into who you are meant to be, the real you. Welcome back, everybody, to this week's episode. My name is Jared Briggs. I am your host. Welcome, welcome. Because this week we are going to talk about money. It's been a hot minute since we've talked about money. I think the last time was when I had Mr. Bryce Prescott on the episode, on the show. And we talked about money and that was a really good conversation. I had a lot of really good feedback from that one. So I've messaged one really good person and like some really big players in the market, in business, in life, in money. And got a couple other people on my list to be able to get on the show. So figured if I got to the point where I'm doing one to two episodes a week, I really like doing these by myself still just because I feel like there's so much more for me to learn and to understand and to develop just to become a good host in creating a good show that's going to create a lot of value. So I still find that me challenging myself to bring good content makes me better. And that's the show is to create so much value and content and information that change people's lives and help you become the real you. So we're going to talk about money today. I really enjoy talking about money. You're going to hear me talk about money and I'm going to continue to challenge people to talk about money. And this is why. Because money is a good thing. No matter what your teachers tell you, no matter what your parents tell you, no matter what they tell you on social media, no matter what the government's shoving down your throat, no matter what they're telling you at church, no matter what anybody you look up to is saying about money, that money's the root of all evil, and you can be happy without money, and money doesn't buy happiness, and all of this negative BS that is out there about money, about money I've, I've literally made it my personal mission to change the conversation about money in the world because it's important, you guys. Whether money can buy happiness or whether it can't buy happiness doesn't freaking matter. Money is important. Like it it takes money to do things. That's just that's how it is. And if if you want to be, you know, live off the land and completely off the grid and stuff, well guess what? It probably took money to buy all the resources you needed. Because you're probably still going to want power. So unless you know how to engineer solar panels and windmills and all of those things by yourself, you're probably going to go buy those things. So guess what? It still takes money. Medical, everything. Everything takes money, you guys. So I'm here to bust that belief completely wide open and to create it to be normal to talk about money because it's important, okay? So let's get that through your pretty little face of yours, that money is important. And if anybody tells you differently, stick your finger in your ears and go, la, 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 because I don't want to hear that bull crap. All right? Now, I want to talk about a problem that I see with money. 
And that is, it comes from the book, The Richest Man in Babylon. If you haven't gotten that book, if you haven't read that book, that's probably why you're struggling with money or you're seeking knowledge and information about money. That book is good. And you, you need to read it. But in there, it says something that I was literally showering this morning and it came to my mind. Like That's how powerful this book is. Like It'll just slip right into your mind and you're like, oh man, that's good. So that topic is a portion of all you earn is yours to keep. Now it's talking in this book, it's talking about secrets to creating wealth. A portion of all you earn is yours to keep. It's talking about how the people in Babylon that were a very rich people, how they created their wealth. It's, it's giving you advice and information of how to create wealth in your life. It's cr- giving you advice and information on how to create financial freedom and financial abundance and financial sti- stability, financial happiness, f- financial fulfillment, like all of the good things that come with money, it's teaching you here. And this topic And this powerful sentence that says, a portion of all you earn is yours to keep. What does that mean? It means that you need to learn how to start keeping, even if it's just a tiny bit, even even a dollar, you guys, if you started with even a dollar of every paycheck you got, if you kept a dollar, you are creating a habit and a skill to generate and create financial wealth and freedom in your life. Because the thing with it is, you guys, freedom isn't free. Like our American flag, the freedom we enjoy enjoy here in America and many other countries that have freedom, you guys, it's not free. There was a price to pay. So if you want financial freedom, and I use that word deliberately because very few, I am not even 100% financially free. Now, am I practicing these things that I preach? Of course, Because every month I practice them, every month I get better at them, and every month I'm working towards that goal of financial abundance and freedom, right? Freedom isn't free. So that's why I deliberately use financial freedom is because to realize you have a problem, the first step is realizing you have a problem. To recognize you have a problem, the first step is realizing you have a problem. That's, that's the only way we can fix things, right? And so this notion of a portion of all you earn is yours to keep. That is a very simple secret to putting you on the path and creating that financial freedom and wealth. So I wrote down here the problem. Is people are keeping nothing. You're paying it to everyone else. I want you to honestly think. Now, if you're married, I want you to, th- and, and both of you work, I want you to think of that situation. If you're single, if you're not working, whatever your situation is, it doesn't matter. But think of your situation, the amount of money coming in. What is the first thing that you do? 99.9% of people, the first thing they do is pay everybody else. You literally pay your mortgage or your rent, your car payment, your insurance payments, your phone bill, your da 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 
You pay everybody else. And then at the end, you're like, oh, man, there, we, never, we never save anything because there's never anything at the end. Yeah, exactly. Because you're more focused on paying everybody else. You care about everybody else more than you care about yourself. You are literally busting your ass every single day, every single week, every single month, every single year to pay everybody else. And you don't have a dang thing to show for it. Maybe you got some money in the bank. Maybe you got some savings. Maybe you got some good things going on. There's a lot of people out there that have good things going on. But I'm, I'm here to tell you it could be a lot better. I'm telling you, for me, it could even be a lot better. You guys, this is all a reality wake-up call for every single one of us. There's a reason why it's called freedom. So many people throw out the language of financial freedom. You know, get that residual income. You know, you guys, nothing's free. But you've got to change the mindset of paying everybody else. I've literally heard people say this. Man, the first thing I do is pay my bills. And, and they think that's a very noble thing to do. I'm going to bust some freaking brains here like with this. Because I used to think that. I used to think, man, I've never been late on a payment. I've never been late on a bill. I've always paid my credit cards in full. I've never defaulted on nothing. Like, good on me. Like, I used to be proud of that. But then I like thinking about it. I'm like, wait a minute, but I have nothing to freaking show for it because I've given my money to everybody else. I sit here and I work my butt off. My wife works her butt off. We're doing all these things and we've got nothing to show for it because we're worried about paying everybody else. We keep nothing for ourselves. That is a lack of knowledge, a lack of discipline, a lack of purpose, and a lack of intelligence. It was 100% a lack of intelligence on my end. And I kept hearing this statement, pay yourself first, pay yourself first, pay yourself first. And after the who knows how many times I read that and listened to it, I'm like, what the flip are they meaning here? You see, and this is, this is the next problem with all of it. All right? So let's say we get a raise, right? Everybody wants to work for a raise or work to increase their business, work to make more money. And so that happens, cost of living raise, or you get a promotion, or your business gets a great contract. You get all of these things where we make more money. You guys, it naturally happens. You know, like if you start out your job making 10 bucks an hour and you move up in the company, you're not going to be making 10 bucks an hour for very long. You're going to move up to 20 and then 30 and then 40 and then 50. Like it's just the natural way of life. Like go anybody 50, 60, 70 years old, they ain't making 10 bucks an hour anymore, you guys. Like it's a natural thing, like working up the ladder, whatever your ladder is, it, it doesn't matter. My business makes more than it did when I started it. It's normal. It's natural. Like that's what happens. But, but this is the problem. If we don't change this whole paying everybody else first and keeping nothing, you want to know what it leads to? I'll, I'll tell you exactly what it leads to exactly. And I know from hundreds and hundreds of conversations with people that I've seen this happen to. 
I'm a Medicare broker. I help people with Medicare. Now, those are the people turning 65 or they're on disability and they're on Medicare sooner than they're 65. But in this situation, people that have worked their whole life, now they're retiring and they're going on to Medicare and Social Security. You want to know what happens to the people that keep nothing for themselves. They pay everyone else and they have no discipline or plan with their money. You want to know what happens? They have nothing. Out of my hundreds of and hundreds of Medicare clients, I have more clients that are living on Social Security alone with no extra savings, no extra retirement accounts, no money to pull from, no money to do anything. I literally have clients that are living on 1000 to 1500 to 2500 to 3000 some are 6 7 800 a month and that's it. Nothing more. And some of them still have a house payment and a car payment. There are little clients the only time they buy groceries is when they find the coupons in the newspaper and they can get it for pennies cuz that's all they can afford. And then these people spend the rest of their lives blaming the government and social security saying, how do they expect us to live off of this? You see, guys, that's the exact problem. It's not the government's fault. It's yours. Because social security, if you go back and look at when social security was put into play and the, and the, the bills and the laws that were written into it, it was only put into play for the cost of insurance. Social Security was never created for the purpose of retirement. It was created for the purpose of insurance. It was created for the purpose to pay for Medicare Part A, Medicare Part B, and supplements and things on top of that dental vision, hearing anything else you need. It was never created for the purpose to live on for the rest of your life. And even those people that think they're putting money in their 401k and their retirement accounts and da 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 but they never take a second to even learn about where that money's being invested. Because I've got clients, you guys, that have put their portion and their company match for their entire life, 20, 30, 40, 50 years, however long they worked for their company, and they literally retire with a couple hundred thousand dollars. Literally. Like, I'm not kidding you. I have clients, they've worked their whole life and they have three, $400,000. That's it. Well, I don't know if you guys have done the math, but let's say they pull, I'm going to pull out my calculator for you right here. Let's say somebody has $400,000 and they decide to pull 20000 a year to supplement their Social Security. You guys, they only have 20 years of income. That only takes them to 85. That's if... They don't pull anything more than 20000 Well, what if medical conditions happen? What if they need to go in a retirement home? What if, what if, what if? That $400,000 is going to go quickly. And trust me, I've seen it happen a lot. Like I said, I have more clients that are paycheck to paycheck, Social Security check to Social Security check. That's a better way to put it then I have, have good retirements. More people are out of money and they're in their 60s already. They're already out of money. Then I have people that have an abundance. 
You want a very common theme? These people that have nothing, they're living social security check to social security check. They've always blamed everybody else. They never knew where their money was going. They never had any discipline. They always have focused on paying everybody else and they've kept nothing for themselves. They've educated themselves in zero ways. No education. Zero financial education. And it gets worse from there. So those of you that are in your 20s, in your 30s, in your 40s, in your 50s, and you think you have time, and you'll be able to make up that time, and everything's going to work out, you're wrong. You are wrong. It's time to wake up financially. Now, do you know why I have such a passion, drive, and desire to change the conversation about money and to make it a normal conversation? Because the things we talk about is the things we learn about. Where energy goes is where energy flows. Well, I don't know about you guys, but I do not want to be living social security check to social security check broke as heck. I want to be able to enjoy the last 20, 30, 40, 50 years of my life, whatever it be. All right? So I've got a little bit of information here. Now the problem is, yes, there's, there's no way I can teach you the things that I've learned, the things that I've put into play, the system that I use, the beliefs I have about where to put money and how to invest money. There's no way I can teach all those things on a podcast. Now, let me put this 100% right here. I am not a financial advisor. I am not a licensed advisor. I'm sharing things. So if you find it important, go advise a financial advisor. Now, this is my next statement. I will never be a financial advisor because I started the schooling of financial advising. It was nothing more than an education system on how to create more income for me. Why to put X, Y, and Z retirement accounts into this fund because this one pays a 3% commission instead of a 2.5% commission. Even though the 2.5% commission would be better for the client, you put it in this other one because you're going to make 3%. Because that was literally the conversation. And I remember the freaking day that I heard that. I was like, I'm out. Done. This isn't, why I, this isn't why I came here. So I am not a financial planner. I will never be a financial planner. And it's important for you guys to learn and educate yourself and to work with people that you trust. Okay? All right. Now, to help you as much as I can through a podcast... I'm going to give you some insight. When it comes to financial planning, everything a financial planner does can be learned and done on your own. There is all of the mutual funds and IRAs and Roth IRAs and index funds and bonds and, I mean, just hundreds of investment things. You guys, they're not secluded to only licensed professionals. You can literally get on and I'm not going to name any accounts just because, but you can literally get on places where you can invest these type of 401ks and IRAs and, and Roth IRAs and bonds and mutual funds and all those things. You can literally create an account and have access to those things for free. 
And literally with just a little bit of study and information, like you can know where a lot of these financial advisors and these banks and these big corporations and this stock exchange and all these, you can learn where these people are investing their money. If, if that's where you want to invest, great. Like I have clients that have personally managed their accounts and they've done very, 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 very well. Like very well. Like I, um, I'm amazed at how well they did. And I've literally had clients tell me, they're like, yeah, I just started learning that what my advisor was doing for me, I could learn on my own. And now I'm not paying somebody a commission of one to three, four, whatever percent that's taking out of my growth every year. And I literally have a client in Utah that did this very thing. And I'm very impressed at how knowledgeable this person is just by various, a very simple thing that he did and how financially secure and, and how much money him and his wife have in retirement, the things that they've been able to do, the things they've been able to enjoy, enjoy they travel, they have a beautiful home. Like It's been incredible what they've accomplished just in retirement, you guys. But they literally learned these simple things on their own. Now, I believe for myself, and this is personally like from my wife and I's perspective, I got looking at retirement accounts and investing in, in all of these things and stock market and all the, and everything that's, that's available. And I was like, cool, if I start putting 25, 50, hundred dollars a month, like it, it wasn't a crazy growth amount, right? Like, yeah, it's very good and you need to start somewhere. But one of the best places I think you can invest money to start is in your education. Like, Invest in your education, your knowledge, your information. You know, buy some books, buy some programs, buy some courses, hire a coach, do something. You know, hire a work with somebody that's very good in the area that you want to get better at. And it's paid very, very well for my wife and I. Next thing from there is it's so important to learn how to increase your income. Because you can sit here and, and study your heart out on ways to save money, ways to save money on groceries and ways to save money on everything. But you're never going to save yourself to wealth. You're never going to save yourself to financial independence, like ever. But you can earn your way into that. So it's so much more important to focus on earned income. Like how can you increase your income? Like focus your mindset there. Now, how to manage your money. It is so important for you to become a good steward of your money, a very good steward of your money. Because whether you make 1000 a month, whether you make 10000 a month, whether you make 100000 a month, you guys, it's just a dollar amount. But knowing what to do with that money, where your money is going and how you are spending it is so much more essential than the dollar amount itself. Because if you can learn to pay yourself first, right? A portion of all you earn is yours to keep. If you can learn how to pay yourself first and still cover all of your monthly expenses at 1000 a month, imagine what's going to happen at 10000 a month. And then what's going to happen at 100000 a month. Or whatever your desired financial goal is, 6000 a month. 7,000 a month, 4,000, whatever your financial goal is, you guys, if, if you can learn at the amount you are now, think of how much better it's going to be 
when you get those raises, when your business grows, when income increases. So this is what I would advise you. Instead of focusing so much and worrying so much about where you're investing or what you're doing, I would turn your time and attention to where your money is going. And I would break it down into this. What are your fixed expenses? The ones that are always the same. Your house payment, your car payment, your car insurance payment, your phone bill, your TV bill, like whatever, whatever of those expenses is the same every month. Then the second item is your variable expenses, utilities, gas, groceries, all of those things that change every month, yet you always have them, but it's not the same dollar amount. You know that month where it seems like you run out of toilet paper, paper towels, paper plates, paper, everything that you use in your home, garbage bags, laundry detergent, dryer sheets, you know that month it seems like it happens like once or twice a year where you run out of every single thing the same month and you go to the grocery store and you didn't buy a thing of food and it was like $300 and you're like, what the hell? Like that's a variable expense, right? Like that happens with my wife sometimes, like sometimes with us. We'll go to Sam's Club, we'll walk out of there and I'm like looking at the cart and I'm like, we didn't get any snacks or nothing. What the hell cost $350 in here? It's all paper and plastic BS. You know those months, right? Those are all variable expenses, the unforeseen things and the things that, you know, gas, da 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 that you buy every month, but they're different. Like you, those, that it's, it's super hard to plan for. I'm just going to be a hundred percent honest with you guys. It's a, it's super hard to plan for because you have one month where you spend nothing and the next, next month you're out of everything, right? But you got to Get the best idea you can of your variable expenses. The fixed ones are easy. It's like, all right, the car payment's this, the house or rent is this. Like it's it's the same, right? But then those variable expenses. Okay. Then the third item that's very crucial you need to understand is where do you want to start putting money? And the only purpose of saving money is to compile it. My wife and I use savings accounts. You know how in you know, a credit union or a bank or somewhere, you can get savings accounts. Some are money market accounts that give you a little bit better interest. Like there's all these accounts, right? My wife and I use those to compile money. What I mean by compiling money is for the fact of we want to start a business. All right, it's going to take $11,500 to start a business. Cool, we're going to open a savings account, money market account, whatever you want to stash that money. And we're going to label it business startup or the name of the business, whatever. Like you literally label it that in your bank account and we're going to put a hundred bucks a month or we're going to put 500 a month. Or we're going to put 600 a month, like whatever the dollar amount is, it is labeled for that person that or for that purpose. That is item number three that you need to get very specific on fixed expenses, variable expenses, and what you want your money to do. Now, if you want to open a Roth IRA and a 401k or a, a traditional IRA or bonds or mutual funds, or you want to start investing in crypto, whatever it may be, you can start doing that anytime, right? Like that is your savings account. That is your purpose. But if you want to buy real estate, if you want to buy a new vehicle, if you want to buy a house, if you want to buy land, if you want to go on a vacation, like whatever the purpose of that money is, that is what you label it for. This is the next challenge. A portion of all you earn is yours to keep. You need to pay yourself first. So those accounts, you need to literally plan those accounts into your expenses. 
when you're putting your fixed expenses, your variable expenses, those other ones are now expenses because a portion of everything you earn is yours to keep. And if you don't start keeping a portion of everything you earn, you're going to be broke. You will be broke for the rest of your life. You will be living on social security and you will have literally freaking nothing because inflation isn't going to stop. The government sucks at managing money and everything's going to continue to rise. Blunt and honest. Okay? A portion of everything you earn is yours to keep. Now from there, you get very good at managing your fixed, your variable, and your, and your accounts, and you build those suckers up. Whatever the purpose of that money is, you build and you build and you build and you build. You guys, every time you make money, you just plug it into the system. I use an Excel sheet. At the top, I put how much money we make, then all of the expenses listed below, and it tells me what there is at the bottom. I always leave a little bit of extra money in my account just because if my wife goes and gets her nails done or she Venmo's her mom because she does something, I don't want to don't want to bounce something, right? I don't have a default account. So I always leave two, three, four, five hundred dollars in the checking account and I plan that in. But when I look at how much money is in my account, how much we got paid, the expenses listed below, I leave a little extra money, bingo. It's automatic, you guys. Now there's no question, there's no guess. You know where your money's going. It's paying your expenses of living and it's going into your accounts for generating and creating wealth. From here, you just execute every single month. We got paid, bingo. This much in this account, this much in this account, this much in this account, we pay this, we pay this, we pay this, boom. Bills done, taken care of. We plan money for fun. We plan money for vacations. I give my wife a spending account. I give myself a spending account and it don't give no flying flips what she buys with her money and she don't give no flying flips what I buy with my money. If I get 50 a month, 100 a month, whatever, I can go do whatever the heck it is I want with that money. If I want to go buy a new gun and I've saved up for five, six months now, my, my little uh, allowance, if you so call, want to call it that, I just call it my spending money. That's my money. I can do what I want with it. My wife can do whatever she wants with her money. It's fun. I'll sometimes come home with something crazy and she's like, what are you doing? And I said, hey, doesn't matter. That's my money. She's like, oh yeah, that's right. And then she'll go buy something and I'm like, you paid what for a thing of makeup? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Seriously though, you guys, like you can make this plan however you want. From there, you execute every single month, January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December, year one, year two, year three, year four, year five, year six, year seven, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50. You guys, this plan executed will turn into a lot of money that you have saved, that you have invested, okay? You execute this. Now there's no question of where your money's going because you're the one that created the plan. You know where your money's going. There's no more. I've never said for over six years now with my wife and I being married, I've never said, man, where's all of our money going? Gosh, damn it. There's more month than money. Oh man, we're paycheck to paycheck. We haven't said that. We've never freaking said it. And it's because of this plan. It's because of the system. Okay. But once you get this plan put into play and you execute it, now it is time to change your focus. Your focus was first learning the system and getting really good at it. Now 
is to start studying. Where do you want to put your money? What do you want to invest in? What's important? Maybe you've been interested in real estate. Cool, start studying real estate because you've got money saving up. Let's say you built a plan, you're putting $500 a month, that's $6,000 a year. Well, it's time to start studying. Oh, but maybe because of all this study, you learned how to make money even quicker. So now you put even more money away. So now the plan you thought that was going to take five years, holy flying flip, you're going to buy your first rental property within a year and a half of executing this plan because of how good it worked. I am not freaking kidding you guys. This is how it works. So now you can start changing your efforts and your focus instead of every month you stressing and worrying about where your money's going and why you're broke and all those things. Now you know where your money's going. You're not broke. You're building money. Now you can change the focus to increasing money. And now what do you do with your money? And you execute and you execute and you execute and you execute. Are you going to make mistakes? Hell yeah. I've invested into things. I've bought things. I've done things where I'm like, well, that was a waste of money. I actually talked about it with a guy today. You guys, in my insurance business, I bet I've gone through twenty, thirty thousand dollars that I wish I could had have back. But it was education money. Now I know it's going to happen. It's going to happen. But you execute the plan, and the next month you replace it, and you build, and you build, and you build, and you build. But now it just happens automatically. So now your focus is on how do I increase income, and now what do we do with it? Whether you're investing it into retirement accounts like IRAs or mutual funds and da-da-da-da-da, whatever it is that you're interested in, or whole life insurance, or annuities, or real estate, or buying businesses and flipping them and selling them, or da-da-da-da-da, crypto. You guys, there's an endless, unreal amount of opportunity that you can execute and use. So you execute it, and you use it, and you do it. All right? This is our conversation about money today. Now, I got a call of action for you. Do it. Do it. Take the time. No matter how frustrating it is, or no matter how much you're like, gosh, damn, I just don't know what to do or how to do it, stay in the moment and make yourself learn how to do this. Make yourself fill out the sheet that says, fixed expenses, variable expenses, and where you want to put money. Have those hard conversations with your spouse. Stay in it. Do it. Because it's actually so much more simple than you freaking think it is, you guys. I remember when I first sat down and I was thought, thinking about this and I was telling my wife, I was like, gosh, dang, we don't know what to do or how to do it, but you know what? Let's just do it. And we did it. And then we did it again the next month and then we did it again. And now we don't even think about it. Now literally the conversations are, what are we going to do with our money? Like, it's fun now. And instead of how do we save money, it's like, okay, how do we make more money and what do we do with it once we make it? It, it is so much simpler than you guys think it is. And if it isn't simple, and if you need help with it, give me a call. Send me a text. Message me on social media. In an hour or two, you guys, I could have it completely lined out for you. I could have a sheet built for you that has everything put together. I've already got it. I'll just give it to you. It's that simple. It is that simple. So if you don't want to do it on your own, I'll help you. But if you want to do it on your own, there's some insight on how to do it and how it'll work. You guys have a great day. Continue the conversation about money. 
continue the conversation about building wealth and that it's important and that it's a good thing and there's nothing wrong with having money, using money, because you can help a lot of people. Be the real you.